Blog Talk Radio. Nebraska 
<laughs> Worst audience I ever had. Well, That's I saw, I saw you on many great shows. Of course, the, to me they were great because I met you afterwards and you paid me off. But well, uh, hey, uh, I, I al- always admire your talent. I mean, you're a cult figure. You're a legend. Tommy Dakota. 19, in 1958, I bet you the first man into space would either be a, a Russian or a monkey named Yuri Gagarin. As I recall, that's what happened. And you owe me money. I, you know, I remember it the other way. I remember it that uh, uh, you owe me money. Well, that could be as well. How yeah. Much? Well, maybe. Well, 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 well we just call it even. Oh, hey, I'll tell you what. Frank and I would like to get in on this action, and we'll take a bet uh, to see who's right. Well, uh, it reminds me of the time I was talking to my old buddy Don Gavin, and uh, we were in Las Vegas, and uh, we both had a tough gambling days, and we said, you know what, we're going to quit gambling, and whoever quits first owes the other guy $1,000. So we made a bet on that, but uh, we didn't last too long. But, uh, I mean... Uh, I mean, I, I was a bookie, it's true, but I wasn't that good of a bookie. I was so bad that I had to break my own legs. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you remember that, Tommy, when, uh, when Jimmy had both Jimmy, of his legs broken? Yeah, Jimmy was the only non-Italian bookie in the United States at that time. Yes, yes, I'm a Jewish bookie, and uh, although that wasn't that uh, uncommon in those days, but uh, you are right, you were there was a certain time that uh, I was the only uh, non-Italian bookie. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, but when did I was you, out in Las Vegas... No, you did have a Gentile clientele, though. Yeah, well, we took anybody on. We didn't care. As long as, long as the money was green. That's the only color. That's the only color. Do you remember the first time? Because, you know, we all know that Jimmy was not only... Um, you know, you and that you and Jimmy were familiar, but also that he was a you know the, all of the Rat Pack knew Jimmy intimately. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, I was yeah. their bookie for a while, and uh, of course I they were crazy. Yeah. They were crazy, stuff. and Frank and Dino and uh, Peter Lawford was in and out. Sometimes he was in, sometimes he was out. And Joey Bishop uh, was on the cusp, but but uh, he finally uh, broke through, and it certainly helped all their careers because Frank. Ran the town, and uh, yeah. Frank wanted you in, and he did it for Don Rickles. If he wanted you in, you were in. So he was a very, very powerful man. As a matter of fact, I'm a little, still right now, I'm a little scared to be talking about him, even though yeah. he's been dead for 30 years. But ain't that uh, the truth? Yeah, I hear uh, you. I hear you. But well, Tommy uh, Dakota, what a guy. Well, absolutely. And Tommy, why don't you repeat for those listeners who are just catching on to the show exactly how you. Uh, you met Frank and Dino that night in, uh, well, I won't even, uh, you, the way you talk about the club, I can't even repeat it the way that you, uh, you know, place say. Was called, yeah, the place was called Bronco Bob's Saloon and Dance Hall, which is essentially a strip joint in Pahrump, Pahrump, Nevada, which is so far off the strip, it's practically in another state. <laughs> and uh, you get, uh, he, had, uh, he had two strippers. I think the average age was about 54 or 55. And he had this big band consisting of a saxophone and a drum. And, of course, I was the MC, And uh, we we packed them in some nights, 10, 12 people at a time. (laughs) But only if they were really Uh, drunk. 
I remember those not, days, especially oh, when you were yeah. at the El Pueblo Loco. Oh, <laughs> the old El Pueblo Loco. God. What a fantastic you, place. Oh, yeah, your feet would stick to the floor as you walked. I love that place. <laughs> That's a color. Uh, uh, ice, ice machines in every floor. It's a class place. Tommy, like uh, he's such a legend, Tommy. He's, he's the only man who went out with my daughter and my wife at the same time. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a family man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I've, Go ahead. I've been married ahead. five times, so three uh-huh. times the same lady. And uh, I never know who the ex-wife is, but I'll tell yeah. you who could be number six is that British chick on the phone. Uh, now, do you have to, uh, since you married the same one three times, yeah. Do you have to pay? Do you have to pay her alimony as well? I as was paying her. Yes, I just finished up my alimony mm. from the second divorce. I was mm. paying her alimony mm. while I was living with her, huh. which which is uh, unbelievable. But uh, uh, my first, my first experience with a bookie, I was six years old. My mom sent me down to get a haircut down the street. Uh, same place, my father got his haircuts, and his father got his haircuts. So it was a big treat for me because I could go down there by myself. And the guy's name, of course, was Joe the Barber. Of course, like, I every, actually knew a Joe every, the Barber from Revere. Every, every barber in America is called Joe the Barber. Joe the Barber was also known as Shrimpy because uh, he was a uh, very small guy, small Italian guy. Always had a butt dangling out of his lip. Never, never went out. He always had a butt. He cut your hair with this butt hanging out, and he was very, he's very short in stature, and uh, just about all his friends were dwarfs because they made him look taller. I used to hang out with them all the time. And the funny used to, thing with he, these bookies is that they all have the same middle name, Zah. Yeah, which Zah, yeah, yeah, exactly. Joey the Thumb and That's Jimmy right. the Geek. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I used to go out for a haircut. I'd sit in the chair. He'd, he'd cut my hair for about a minute and a half. The phone would ring. It was a phone with a phone on the wall. He'd walk over. He'd pick it up. He'd say, yeah. And then he'd walk into his, the phone had a long cord. So he'd walk into his office. And uh, I, I didn't know what was going on. So my haircuts would take an hour and a half, two hours. Never realized what was going on. By the time I reached seven, I realized this guy's taking he's taking books, he's making he's making the money, he's taking the numbers down. And I finally realized this, he started to teach me about arts and stuff and blah 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 blah. And my first bet actually was with him. Uh I bet him ten bucks that uh, he couldn't finish my haircut in two hours. <laughs> and I won, of course. Uh yeah. but I remember the first bet I made with uh, with Jimmy here, uh with Frank, as he said, Frank was the boss. Frank, you know, you get a call at three o'clock in the morning. And it'd be Frank, and he'd say, hey, get over here. He didn't say you're having a party, the guys are here, just get over here. That was enough. You know, you put the phone down, you rushed over. So I'm sitting, of course, I rushed right over, and, and uh, of course, everyone's legless as usual, and I'm sitting down talking to him, and uh, the other guys were there as well, and uh, uh, he says, uh, I'm going to bet you anything that the, uh, the first girl you marry, her name's going to be Shirley. I said, what kind of bet was this? At the time, I was going out with this uh, uh, showgirl from uh, uh, the Flamingo. In those days, by the way, showgirls sang and danced, and they also provided other entertainment for men. It was like part of the job, if you get my drift. As opposed Uh, to today. As opposed to today, where they sing and dance in the home. And 
I was dating one, which was very unusual because you didn't often date these. You saw them a lot. You didn't date them. But I met this girl. She was gorgeous on stage. She was tall. She was blonde. She had blue eyes. She had the greatest figure in America. And, uh, oh, I just drew every time I saw her. And Frank always had showgirls around his place. And a lot of them would come right off the stage. They didn't even change. They were in those outrageous uh, outfits. And uh, at Frank's that I met her. And uh, as I say, her name was Anne. And I, I... Never forget her because eventually I married her. But uh, it was my first introduction to uh, showbiz from the standpoint of uh, this beautiful girl on stage, tall and beautiful and uh, and leggy. Boy, talk about it. it was all it was all done with tape and Kleenexes and fancy makeup. So this girl was actually you know like uh, five foot three instead of six feet. Uh, uh, she wasn't nearly, her eyes weren't even the same color as I thought they were. And certainly her body was incredibly different uh, when she finally took all that stuff off. So you got to be careful what you get in Vegas. But anyway, her name is Ann. Ah. He bets me. He, he bets me that uh, and we, we went through uh, Jimmy here to make the bet that I was going to marry, the first girl I married is going to be named Shirley. And he said, I'll bet you 100 bucks. 100 bucks to me was like a million. I said, this is a sure thing. Bet, though, I'm not going to marry a girl named Shirley. And uh, I kind of forgot about the bet until uh, uh, finally I did I did marry this this girl this ex chorus girl and uh, uh, in fact we've been together a while and and we were both at Frank's one night and Frank says hey you owe me a C note this what he talking about he says remember that bet we made a long time ago you got married a girl named Shirley yeah 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 sure so you know what you this name's not Shirley he says you owe me a C note so you go and ask her what her middle name is. And son of a gun, if you know, I was going to say son of a bitch, but you can't say that on radio. The middle name was Shirley. I never know it. So this, he had me set up and assumed I was going to marry this girl all for a C-note. It's a true story. The Frank was like How did that. Frank get the money when I was supposed to get it? Well. You owe me yeah. another hundred. Jimmy, were you? I mean, were talking about beautiful, talking about beautiful that, girls. It wasn't, it wasn't literal. It was figuratively. Certainly, Frank never took money out of his pocket, never passed money, and uh, you never saw him collect any either. He's that kind of guy. Very shadowy. Well, I remember well, be- talking about beautiful girls. I remember going out with one of your sisters. You know, the twin sisters you never talk about, South and North. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. They've just recently uh, uh, retired themselves after spending uh, about 12 years uh, each in penitentiary. Uh, uh, prison. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they got themselves in a few problems. Nothing serious. Open and gross lewdness is not the crime it used to be. Uh, so <laughs> I'm it, sorry, you know, Tom. You were going to say something? Well, I I just uh, I didn't know if you um, you know that seems to me a bit of an unusual bet. Of course, if people will bet on anything, you know, the first name or the name the name of your first wife. Would uh, was it normal for that kind of thing to be going on in Vegas, Jimmy? Well, I mean the, the usual bets were baseball, basketball, hockey, and football, but uh, those are what we call proposition bets. And uh, yeah, the, a lot of that used to go on. Tommy uh, Dakota and I, and members of the Rat Pack, would be used to be, uh, be hanging out in the corner, and and we'd guess, you know, we'd bet on who, uh, what license plate was coming next. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Two flies. I remember being in the bar with Tommy, and we each had a bag of peanuts. And there, there were people behind us cheering and yelling. We took the peanuts off and put them on the, the bar, and we started counting them. And everybody was counting with us: one, two, yeah. 
three. Whoever had the most peanuts won. So that was uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. But we bet I, on anything. Those are my favorite kind of bets, Jimmy. Too. I love that. You know, what car is going to come around the corner next? Uh, you know. Yeah, the proposition bets. Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of propositioning. They weren't all bets, though. Was there? Uh, I'll bet there's somebody, some wise guy threw in a, a bet for the biggest peanut too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had the uh, we had the offshoots of the different type of bets, and uh, guys really came out of their shell with those peanut bets. But uh, I do want to say one thing: that the gambling's a little different now. And I was in Las Vegas, and uh, uh, you know, at, at our age now, I'm a senior, and uh, they had slot machines for seniors. No oranges, no cherries, prunes. <laughs> you get three in a row, you get to go to the crap table. I mean, it's, uh, but they're going to clean you out one way or the other over there. And the big jackpot was, uh, was winning two weeks at the local rest home. Now, I hope uh, Larry Lee is not listening, Jimmy, because that's that's right out of Larry Lee's uh, repertoire, that, that joke. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, I know you're not a comic, but, I mean, you're certainly a funny guy, but... Uh, you know, do you, does, are you Larry and you got a got an agreement on on that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm I'm allowed to use this stuff. Uh, this is, uh, we, we do have a uh, agreement, and uh, once in a while I'll pinch hit farm on one of his shows uh, when he's out gambling himself, and it's kind of like a uh, Andy Kaufman type thing where we uh, we both look alike, and uh, yeah, it's been going on for years, but. Uh, well, I mean, Larry Lee is a legend around here, and uh, I love I love to say that because of the the alliteration. But can you uh, give us a little Larry Lee? Why don't you give us a little Larry Lee? Maybe two or three minutes of Larry Lee, uh, complete with the uh, his his characteristic laugh. I mean, nobody's got. Oh yeah, well you know I'm Larry Lee Lewis, and I'm from Chelsea, Mass. Uh, Are you guys anybody? You guys from Chelsea? Uh, no, they were uh, Frank and Tommy both grew up together in the West End, which I guess is oh. pretty close to Chelsea. If you pretty close swim. to Chelsea, yeah, I got a lot of friends from the West End, and uh, Len- Leonard Nimoy is not one of them, but he is from the West West End. Hey, my aunt uh, dated Leonard Nimoy's best friend in the forties. Wow! Showbiz runs in my blood. My grandmother once danced. My grandmother once danced with Rudolph Valentino. <laughs> and my grandmother, my grandmother, uh, on her deathbed, told me that she dated Lucky Luciano. Wow! She didn't want anyone to know. I mean, this is this is you know, fame and fortune runs in my well, fame runs in the family. Yeah, it's unbelievable, Tony. I mean, you are a legend. You're a cult figure. And uh, you're incredible, but uh, Larry Lee Lewis from Chelsea, and uh, I'm from Chelsea, and uh, uh, Chelsea's a great city. Of course, uh, Larry's the only Jew who ever moved from Newton to Chelsea. So that was a little weird. Uh, his parents didn't raise him, but they lowered him. But uh, yeah, I, I went into a bar in Chelsea. I said, give me the usual. They called the cops. They said, threw me out. <laughs> the only city in the world you're going to buy some pantyhose, they want to know your head size. After the radio today show, today we're going to have a, a raffle. First prize, a week's vacation in Chelsea, Mass. Second prize is two weeks. It's the only city with the same exact population all the time. Every time a baby's born, some guy leaves town. Oh, God, I wish I, I wish I had a snare drum. Go ahead. Yeah, snare drum. That's one of my names, too. So, uh, <laughs> but what a city. Uh, what a city, Chelsea. I mean, Puerto Ricans are Jews. When they have children, they're called Span Yids. <laughs> 
Every Saturday morning, I went to Temple Rodriguez. We had the only rabbi in the world did a circumcision with a switchblade. We had, we, we had we had motorcycle games in Chelsea. Hell's Hebes, Passover punks, hikes on bikes. Just to go around to small businesses and force them to have sales. Okay. Uh, grew up in a poor family, slept three kids to a bed. Two of them I didn't even know. I don't know what it was like to sleep alone until I got married. I went to Chelsea High School. I was an honor student. Yes, Your Honor. No, Your Honor. My father could see in the future. I showed him my report card. He said, what are you, a comedian? I was in Boston, and the guy says, how do I get to be you? I said, you smoke three joints a day and get married every six years. That's it for Larry Lee Lewis. Hey, beautiful. I mean, give a round of applause on that. That's fabulous. Hey. I mean, Lewis. Great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Jimmy, you do them. I mean, nobody does them as, as perfect or spot on. I mean, a lot yeah, of guys I have a private with twins. I got a Jewish joke. I never, you know, I don't tell jokes. I don't, I don't tell jokes. But I, I, I just love this. And, and uh, it's two, uh, 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 two guys walking down the street. They're... Uh, this is a, a course is a politically incorrect. Ten dollars to, to convert? No, no, no. Two black guys walking down the street, oh, and they okay. walk. They're walking by a temple, and they hear this god awful noise coming from it. And uh, one one guy looks at the other and says, "Jesus, what the hell is that?" And the other guy turns to him and says, "Is that the Jews? They're blowing the shofar." Sure. The other guy says, "Mm mm mm. Them Jews sure know how to treat their help." Ha ha ha. That's my I only uh, ethnic joke, and it's uh, not correct these days, but I haven't been politically correct uh, in my entire life. so I, I don't like that not pol- politically correct business. We're, we're, we all have nationalities. We're all proud of our nationalities, and we all have fun with each other, and that's just the way it is. I, I mean, I know a guy who was half Italian, half Polish. He made yeah. himself an offer he couldn't understand. <laughs> I was in Chelsea. I saw some Asian people. I said, look, you're in America now. Speak Spanish. <laughs> Chinese couple had a black baby, called them something Wong. <laughs> Japanese girl's favorite holiday was Erection Day. Uh, so you would have made more money if you did this stuff in the old days. Rather than I know, and I know. But to, Tommy, you were our idol, and, uh, you know, I just Googled you, and there's, there's a lot of stuff about you on uh, on the Internet. And, uh, well, wh- why don't you, I mean, uh, you've really caught everybody's attention on, uh, uh, Jimmy, that, that uh, siren is outside the studio. It's not in, uh, here in, uh, in Boston. It's not headed your way, so you can... I was halfway out the door. Yeah. <laughs> but why don't you, uh, you know, maybe there must have been some time that you guys were sitting together, you know, either at the Sands or something after a show, and uh, were you invited? Well, we hung uh, out at Jimmy? Broncos Bob's. Uh, that was the place. Well, yeah, that was the original place, but I mean, were, were right. you, I know Tommy had been into a lot of the parties. He just told us that with the showgirls and the whole thing. Were, were you invited to those as well, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Tommy and I hung out a lot, and uh, it's so great to see yeah. to hear him again. And uh, after all these you know, years, long time, long time. Yeah, long time. And, uh, Vegas, not what it used to be, huh? Just yeah, no, Vegas anymore. is all corporate suits and uh, yeah, yeah, family-friendly, yeah. and uh, we don't want the no old family. days, you know, you go to see a show, you put on the tux, you know, you take your gal with the furs on and everything. Now they show up in sweatsuits. 
Yeah, and they know how to treat you, Tommy. They know yeah. the, the boys know how to treat you in Vegas. Yeah, you got yeah. the free yeah. shows. You get comps. You get this. Yeah. You get that. It's nowadays, if you don't have uh, everything's figures, and if you if you didn't give them seventeen hours at twenty six dollars a play, and yeah, you fell a little yeah. short, then you you didn't get anything off of your hotel bill. The old, the old guys knew. How, I was just in uh, upstate New York at a casino, and they're coming around uh, for drinks. I'm playing the, the machines, and the, the, I ordered a Bloody Mary, and she says five bucks. I said five bucks. I'm just supposed to give the drinks free. That's the oldest gaff in the world. You give the drinks free, the guy, the customers get drunk, and they're not a shop. Yeah. So, so, but they don't know how to think. The boys ran a good place. Give me one step. Give me one step. Bet me we were we were uh, in a buffet. You know, in the old days, buffets were like ninety cents, ninety nine cents. You eat on one. I know now, it. I know now it. You know, now they're like forty dollars, and it's oh, it's a buffet. It's only forty dollars. But uh, yeah, we were in there and uh, really bored. It was uh, about four o'clock in the morning. We had a whole lot of people around, and Jimmy says, "Hey, Tommy, I bet you a hundred bucks you won't go up to that big pile of pudding there and just drop your face right into it." That's all you want? I said, I can do better than that. I went up there, I dropped my pants, and I sat in it. <laughs> and then I ate some afterwards <laughs> on another bet. And I was banned from that room for about two and a half years, but it was fun, and it felt really good. I'll tell you, at 4 o'clock in the morning after a big night of drinking, there's nothing like cool pudding going all over you, you know? It's uh, really hey. nice. Tommy, you, you're unbelievable. Everybody in showbiz, anybody who's anybody, whether it's Sinatra, Elvis, Liberace, you name the biggest stars in the world. They all knew Tommy Dakota. Yeah, yeah. It was and a good Just a crazy guy, but you were so talented. And it was just a shame that you never really made the big, big time, the national headliner. You really you had the talent. You should have made it. And you know what, kid? I call you kid because I'm a year older than you. Is that uh, you can still make it. You can still make it. <laughs> I'll pick you up in 20 minutes, uh, Tommy. I'll pick you up in 20 minutes, and we'll drive out to Vegas right now. Sounds good to me. I'm I'm up for that. Right. I'm up for what that. a guy. Let me, uh, yeah, let me get my toothbrush together and my passport, and uh, that's what we need these days. Uh, is Bob Chappelle still here from the last show, or is he? I, I'm no, sorry, no, I'm here. Well, uh, well, you know, we were just, Frank and I, just doing a little calculation, a few numbers ourselves to see how much pudding we'd have to buy today to have, uh, you know, being large enough for Tommy to sit in. Because, you know, it's been a little while. And oh, it's huge. It was, uh, it, was, uh, it was in the shape of Mount Rushmore. Tommy was uh, so I'll, big. I'll was such, a, such a big figure, Tommy. And that Joe Pesci stole your voice. And that was really a shame. Because, I mean, he, he was basically doing Tommy Dakota in, in the casino. And uh, all the movies that he was in. And yeah, Goodfellas. I, I, I ruined my voice uh, goggling with uh, razor blades. Uh, just, I never, it really just ruined me. Well, we're gonna, you know, that, of course, isn't true. We're, at some one of these episodes, we're going to get into the real story of uh, oh, yeah. how that all happened. It's tragic. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's terrible. It's Joe Pesci taking his voice. I mean, Joe Pesci's got a deep voice. He doesn't talk like that. And we hear Tommy Dakota. And he went right into that character, and Tommy uh, was left, and, and we were all very sad about that because Tommy is, uh, I mean, you never met anybody like Tommy. This this guy's unbelievable. Well, My voice goes up an octave every year. It goes up another octave. Pretty I know, it's amazing. Like, yeah, it's like uh, Frankie it's Valley. Yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> and he's starting to wear women's underwear at so high. 
Tommy, Tommy did a few movies, you know. He did a couple. He doesn't talk about them, but Small he punch. did that movie, Sore Throat, starring yeah. Linda Lovelace yeah. and King Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy had a yeah. small part in that, and then he was yeah. uh, he was in another movie, and it was uh, well, I can't, you know, something I can't even remember it. As uh, you get older, your, your memory's not so sharp. You know, as you get older, your memory's not so sharp. You know, as you get older, your memory. <laughs> It was kind of a senior wences. Eddie, Eddie. I remember. I I love senior wences. It's difficult for you. No, easy. It's all right. It's okay. I love senior wences. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Tommy and I and senior wences, what times we had. Now you're bringing back the old memories, Tommy Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. Made us drink all that wine, that Spanish wine. He was uh, quite a character. Plus, he yeah. took that damn box and the, uh, and the and with him wherever he goes. All right. He's sitting there drinking stuff, and, and out of the box, you hear, hey, hey, hey. Uh, he, he Open was the door. Eddie, Eddie, yeah. please, Open Eddie. Open the door. Close the door. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's for you. No, easy. I loved him, Ed Sullivan. He's the only guy who died and his show still went on for three years. That's it was right. called the Dead Sullivan Show. That's right. That's true. Of course, we're talking about stuff, once again, because of our advanced age, that no one in America has any idea who Senor Wences was. I know it. They don't know it. I mean, I tell a, I used to tell a joke. The guy was half black and half Japanese. Every December 7th, he attacked Pearl Bailey. Pearl oh, Bailey. Oh, that's... Yeah, I know but I don't that tell one. it anymore, because they don't know... Not only do they not who know who Pearl Bailey is... They don't know what December 7th means. Yeah, yeah. It's the truth. It's I know. The truth. I, I went to the dentist. He said, tell a tooth. Tell a tooth. But, uh, <laughs> uh, God. Hey, guys, we're lucky. Uh, we, oh, my God, we have a caller. Uh, would you guys oh. be willing to, to take a, a caller at this time? Uh, yeah, sure. sure. Hey, let me, sure. Let's, we've got, uh, you know, uh, let's see how this works. Uh, we do have a caller. Uh, uh, we see that the number's from uh, area code 386. That would be where? That would be Florida. Florida! Oh my God! Oh, that Florida sounds familiar. Florida, I got to go down there in January. Are you? Well, I got to talk to about Tommy Dakota before this show's Who is over. This? This, Who is this? 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 You don't remember me, Dakota? But this is Wanda June from the Flamingo. Remember, oh. I was a showgirl there one that once. Fifty-seven, fifty-six, something yeah, like that. Yeah, ra- round about that time. Oh my and God! Blast in yeah. the past. Y'all say, and you know you still owe me a C note for that night. Right. We, everybody, we, owes me everybody. Yeah, okay. well, I let me tell you. Pillow. I put it under the pillow or on the drawer on the table. Well, Jimmy, this is Jimmy the Geek, and whatever we get off him, we can split, Wanda. Well, I have to tell you what happened. Are you ready? Oh, we're ready. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dakota, this high roller. I was a, a showgirl and also an escort for this uh, flamingo, and Dakota wanted an escort one night. And I thought we'd be going to a suite in the Flamingo, but he said, no, we're going to take a drive. And we drove and drove and drove, and we ended up out in the desert in this, come upon this dump called Bronco Bobs. The only birds that were flying around there, the only birds that were flying around there were buzzards. And I thought, oh, boy, am I in for it, but I needed that hundred. In those days, that was a lot of money. So we get into the room, and I knew that Tommy had been in porn, and I was trying to get into the business. So I figured he'd show me the ropes. Well, he sure did. He tied me up. <laughs> and what was weird, the next thing he does is he puts on a Lone Ranger mask, a black cape, and Argyle socks 
And I thought, oh, boy, I am getting initiated into this business now. The My next own thing, sugar. Yes, and you know what then? <laughs> he opens a closet door, and there was an Indian, a naked Indian. And I was forced to those were the days I was forced to have sex with Tonto while the Lone Ranger watched. And he had a shaved back and he was wearing a cape. That's it. And then Tonto took off. The Lone Ranger left me there. I was tied up till the next day till a big fat Mexican cleaning lady let me out. I got a ride back with a trucker. I made 25 bucks on that ride so the, the night wasn't all a loss. And he still owes me a C-note for that. He owes Tommy Picotto owes everybody a C-note. Strangers on the street, he owes C-notes to. Wanda June. I'll mail it to you. I'll mail it. Checks in the mail. We'll put two checks in the mail. (laughs) I haven't heard from you in a long time. Yeah. Just still around. When did you finally get out? Oh, geez. It's been about 15 years now. Ah, I've been out. good. Good for you. Yeah, I thought it was life plus, but I guess not. Hey, I never thought you were bad. I never thought you did that anyway. Right. And she went a mailman. That's a federal offense. I'm surprised you're not still in the can. I mean, well. <laughs> Notice how Tommy talks about everything but the $100. Yeah, $100. <laughs> I paid, hey. Well, she's I know a woman now, and she probably forgot. You know how they forget things. You know, it's just a... Yeah, you breath with age. You breath back, on, but you yeah. don't forget. I well, Wanda. I I'm, I imagine that there must have been years of therapy uh, after that incident. You, you, somebody just doesn't walk away from an incident like that un, untouched, unscarred. So no, I, I think there's, you know, if you uh, you want to talk a little bit about the therapy and uh, you know, the, you know the halfway houses and the things that you know you had to go through as a result of that, you know, that little trip to uh, Bronco Bob's. Uh well, there was years of therapy. Um, I had to um, work with a sex therapist, and uh, boy, they 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 do some weird things. Those people. And, how much you um, charge him? Uh, <laughs> what, what's that, Tommy? I said, how much did you charge him? <laughs> uh, I charged him twenty five dollars a session. Sweet. Yeah, and I got for rape. Yeah, I know. And uh, so it, it was years, years and years. I've never really got over that. And uh, my life uh, has really sucked since then. You know, I, I was a beautiful woman then, and now I'm I'm, I'm kind of used up, kind of beat up. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you um, and I blame me. I blame Dakota. He's yeah, it's his fault, and um, I'm never going to forgive him. Well, for it's good to hear from you. We'll have to get together sometime. Let's have lunch. Uh, have uh, your service call my service. Uh, thank okay. You very much. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> it's really good and, to hear from you, Wanda. Okay, and uh, I got I got to uh, hit the ride now. I got to go to work. I I still do uh, stuff on the side on the street, and uh, I got to get downtown now. Well, and, and we love uh, I, Tommy uh, brags about the fact that he he got together with Brian Wilson and uh, penned something in memory of that evening called uh, "Help Me Wanda," except it uh, came out a little different. Uh, you know, but listen, this has been one oh, heck of a show, Tommy. You know, I love it when these things come out of the closet and uh, you know, to tarnish your image. But I think it actually adds to the uh, the reputation oh, of course that it you adds have. Yeah. Yeah, yes, and, uh, and Jimmy I'll the Geek can't again. thank you I'll enough for. I, I, uh, I'm going to call you later. I, I want to talk about some old time. I haven't heard you in such a long time. 
But yeah, well, you're on the street now because I think in Florida, I think the only people are having their dinner now, right? It's 11 o'clock, time for dinner for the night. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, you know, those, all those casinos, they closed all those old people casinos with the prunes. It's illegal okay. here in Florida now. W- Wanda, no, what's your phone number? My number? <laughs> I, I, have I, a, I have a friend <laughs> who might want to meet you. Oh. After the show, yeah. After the show? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I get 10%, right? Okay. Yeah, we all get 10%. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my well, God. I, uh, well, I can't, again, I, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, let's, uh, I'm sure there'll be an episode five uh, after this. But, again, thank you so much. And all of you have a great Friday and a great weekend. Thanks. Thanks okay. Bye. 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 Thanks, so that's it for today. Bye. Bye. All right. So long. So long. So long. Oh,